Welcome to One Question Monday, where Dr. Peyton Busker, physical therapist and Evo instructor, and I talk about just one quick question, as quick as we can, nice and concise, get your questions answered um, each Monday. So today we're talking about the biceps. And if you can separate, there's, there's two different heads of the bicep, the short head and the long head. And can you separate those two different heads or segments of the bicep in your training? So Peyton, why don't you take this? Tell us all about it. Yeah. So I feel like it's a really common misconception that you can train different parts of the heads of the bicep based on your elbow positioning. Um, but what's interesting is that although there are two origin points um, for the, the biceps, which are the long head and the short head at different parts of your shoulder complex, there's only one um, insertion point. So both of those heads of the biceps come together and attach below your elbow on the radius. So that's, so in order to be able to train them separately, you'd actually have to have two separate um, insertion points as well as those two separate origin points. If that was the case and they continue to be separate entities or separate muscles at that point and separate and and insert and maybe the medial side of the elbow versus the lateral side, then your elbow position could play a role in which, which bicep muscle you would be activating more. But because there's one common insertion point, they both, both work together to flex the elbow. That's their primary role. They've got some secondary roles. They can, they help a little bit with shoulder flexion. Um, and then they help a little bit with supination of the forearm as well, or like turning that palm up to the sky, but their primary, um, act activity is to flex the elbow and you can't really separate the two out. No matter if you think, you know, your fancy little bicep moves are doing it. They're kind of not. Yeah. Yeah, totally. No matter really what position the elbow is in or the forearm is in, you're probably working both the short head and the long head. Let's talk about different positions of the forearm. So like supinated, which means palm up versus um, more of a neutral grip, which is palm in versus pronated palm down. So you want to talk about like what changes when you change the position of the forearm? Yes. So although you can't activate the different parts of the biceps really separately, you can get other muscle groups involved. So one of the biggest differences is being that palm neutral or what we call a hammer curl where the palm stays facing in towards midline the whole time. You would get additional activation of what's called the brachioradialis muscle. So totally separate muscle that starts above the elbow and connects below the elbow. And it helps to stabilize that elbow. So for a lot of people, this position is a lot more elbow friendly because the elbow feels more stable and it feels more comfortable to do the bicep curl in this way. So you get that same type of activation of the biceps, but then you also get additional stabilization at the elbow, which can make your bicep work more effective if your brain isn't caught up on this isn't feeling comfortable in a, in a traditional bicep curl with the palms supinated or turned forward because you won't have that same biasing of the brachioradialis muscle. Yep. So that's, that's just the biggest difference there. Yes. That neutral, that neutral forearm can help just give your out that elbow a little bit more stability. And another cue that I've been using Peyton in class a lot yeah. it, for, cause a lot of people have elbow stuff is pretty common actually. Um, a lot of people have elbow stuff in triceps work or bicep work. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I've been cueing a lot in my classes is to really get that dumbbell into the meat of your hand. Cause a lot of times 
you'll hold the dumbbell closer to like your knuckles or closer to like, like if you're looking at your palm, you've got where your fingers insert into your hand and that, that space right there, right below the fingers. A lot of people will hold their weight there instead of really kind of burying it into the thumb and like closer to the wrist and then really wrapping your hand. It's hard to explain via audio, but like really wrapping your hand around that weight. And then you'll find it feels like so much more stable through the wrist. And a lot of times when you're more stable through the wrist, you'll feel more stable through the elbow. So that's another, like just quick little tip that I thought of as you were talking with, if you have stuff with the elbow. That's a, that's a great point is when you're getting that grip closer down into that thumb space, you'll get more activation of the wrist and elbow flexors, which also which insert at the elbow. So you'll get more stability there as well. Cause a lot of the yeah. times the elbow is similar to the knee in the sense of if there's stuff going on above or below, like for the elbow in the wrist or the shoulder, oftentimes it manifests itself into the elbow. So we want to make sure we give all the stability, all the cues. And that's also why we really try. And when we do any bicep work, we stabilize at the shoulder, not meaning pushing it down and back like is traditional. We let that shoulder stay neutral, but we don't want to let that shoulder internally rotate or tip forward as we allow the bicep, uh, the, uh, as we lower down with that bicep curl, as we want to keep that stability at the shoulder as well. So that really we can focus on that work in the bicep. Yeah, totally. I always recommend videotape yourself. If you're unsure, if you're having pain or, or like discomfort and exercise videotape yourself and like, are your shoulder heads from the top of your shoulder to the other top of your shoulder? Is there one straight line or are you dipping down into one shoulder? Are you letting it roll forward? Like you said, are you like, um, look down at your hand? Where's the weight in your hand? Things like that. Um, I, I love that thinking above and below, not just at the joint itself. So, yeah, I think this was, go ahead. I was just going to say one last kind of quick thing is a traditional exercise that we do not do at all in Evlo is a preacher curl and that, and for the biceps and that kind of comes into play here. So for those who aren't familiar with a preacher curl, you have your elbow lifted and you're in more of that between 45 and 90 degrees of shoulder flexion and go into the bicep curl from there. And these are, these are really common, but we don't do them because not because it's unsafe for the elbow or the shoulder joints themselves, but rather it can be unsafe for the bicep muscle itself um, because the the lever for the bicep uh, becomes really active in that position. And it's one of those muscles that can be at greater risk for rupture. So people will sometimes ask us like, why don't you do preacher curls in your, in your classes? And that's the reason is it's more actually more effective to work that bicep with your elbow starting down by your side anyway. So why run the risk of rupture when you can effectively load that bicep in a really biomechanically safe way without having to get fancy with it? Totally. You're not missing anything by just doing regular bicep curls and you're probably saving yourself from potential injury. Of course, like preacher curls, it's more likely that you're injuring yourself the higher weight you go, but still we like to be- we like, we like to be conservative and we're like, well, what, you know, if we can get the same benefit from just doing a regular bicep curl, let's just stick to that. So yeah, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode and we will see you on Thursday for a new episode and next Monday for one question Monday. Thank you, Peyton. You're welcome. Bye.